0: Welcome to episode 11 of Talking Element. Today we are starting a new series called The Third Wheel Misunderstanding the Holy Spirit. And today we're joined by John G. Hi. Would you mind giving a brief introduction?
1: Uh, Sure. Uh, My name's Jonathan G. I've been here for, gosh, since Element essentially started. Um, I'm married to Michelle. She's the one that plays guitar. She was here a while ago. Um, I'm on staff at Element, um, and I offer kind of counseling or therapy services to members of the Element Church.
2: Yeah, you know what's going to happen now? You can get
0: like inundated. What? I know, I know.
2: (laughs) Free counseling, here I come.
0: And also, just throw this out there, we are decorated for Christmas. We know it is not Christmas time yet. However, it's 2020, so I think all rules pretty much have gone out the window. Uh, But we did wait two weeks after Costco did it.
2: It also goes with the whole decor of the third wheel logo and everything, too. So.
0: Yeah, it, just, it, it worked out, and it gives us the week of Thanksgiving less to do, so yeah. uh, we're, we're in Christmas spirit here. So, starting a new series. Aaron, before you give your recap, would you also mind sharing kind of your hopes for this series and what you'd love to see happen in Element uh, over the next
2: seven weeks? About a year ago. Uh, Kelly Borjas uh, came and I think Jeff gave a message on a Sunday morning about the Holy Spirit last summer or something like that. And she goes, why? How can we never talk about the spirit? We should talk about the Holy Spirit. And I'm like, ah. And so I'd written Acts. I'd actually worked on another series after it that we're going to go into. And then I thought, you know what? That'd be a really good time to talk about the Holy Spirit is right after Acts because the Holy Spirit is what brings about the book of Acts. And I thought, well, this would be a good thing for us to understand what the Spirit actually does because there's so much confusion about the Holy Spirit out there. And people, I think, are afraid to maybe embrace who he is because of all the different weirdness that kind of surrounds him and the misunderstanding. So I thought this would be a great thing for us because in the end, the Holy Spirit's God and he deserves worship. And I think many conservative Christians are afraid to worship the spirit because of how he has been portrayed by a lot of people. And so I hopefully by the end of this, we will worship a triune God. And with that, would you mind giving
0: just a brief overview if anybody didn't watch the message?
2: The the whole thing today is that we're simply talking about spirit because in our culture today we say everything is spiritual, and that's because I think we don't understand spirit or the Holy Spirit, and we whittle what the spirit is down to something so small that we define it in our own hearts rather than seeing the largeness of why God gave the spirit in the first place. So in this whole philosophical message today, I try to get down to the point of how we define. It versus where God wants to move us into, and that we are intended to be an integrated whole as a people, physical and spiritual, together as one person, not a duality, but one person that is physical and spiritual coming together.
0: How do you guys, in your daily lives, how do you explain us having a spirit and then the Holy Spirit?
1: Well, I think I start with kind of just a very basic thing, and I say it's kind of what animates our body, what makes life kind of meaningful. It's our soul. Um, Aaron said it's the psyche. Um, but if I'm talking about. Which goes like,
2: well with your. Yeah. <laughs> so,
1: I mean, psychology means the study of soul, essentially. So, um, what I do for a living is as a therapist, I talk to people about kind of their psyche, their spirit, that which is not necessarily material, but present and, and it matters. But if I'm talking about the Holy Spirit. Um, I typically reference the book The Shack, and I say, whatever your conception is, like, do not let it be like this. Yeah, <laughs> I'm going to talk shack. about that next week. Actually. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> the Spirit is um, something that evokes calmness, and I think you said in the message that leads us into kind of a part- that's new and to be kind
2: of explored. He shapes and reshapes and reforms and renews us. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Draws us deeper into worship of who God is. Yeah. So, uh, I, I, when, when I talk to people, when they say, you know, I'm spiritual, I'm always like, oh, well, what does that mean? Because instead of me defining it for them, it's hard for me to know what they think until I ask them, what does that mean to you? And most people can't really explain it. What we've done almost today is, you know, we, we've taken and we've, like Plato did, you know, physical and spiritual. We've separated those two things. And then on top of that, we've even taken the spirit and we've separated that into spirit and soul. It's like we we keep segmenting. Rather than making ourselves this whole, we keep segmenting in all these different things, which is not healthy and and not good. I mean, I would say spirit and soul are essentially the same Mm -hmm. thing. You know, they're, they're meant to be. And so when I want to talk about spirit, I, I want to talk about, again, you know, it, yes, our spirits animate, but there's a reason that we have a spirit. God breathes into us. And the reason that we become alive is spirit. But that spirit was never meant to live on its own. It, it can't. It eventually leads to death. And for us to be truly alive, we must in the end be connected to God and His spirit, and the Holy Spirit brings His life. So so what what teachings do the the
0: the conservative side focus on or not focus on that leads to misunderstandings.
2: I I think that many times in conservative churches, we don't allow God's spirit to move to changes in certain places. It's like we're, we're very regimented. This is how it's going to go. Like, I write my messages so far in advance, and some people will say, Well, that's you can't have the Holy Spirit lead you if you do that. When I have seen much more growth happen when this happens. Like, I write a message, and a year out, I'm talking to it, and it totally is related to this exact thing that's going on in this place at this time. And I'm like, Holy cow! Because the Spirit does lead in that. Other people think that, sometimes like me, that if I have to change what I'm doing, then I'm changing what the Spirit is calling me to do. I've come a lot more to an understanding that God's Spirit can pivot me. Like when I have my teaching calendar filled up We, we weren't going to do Acts this year I, you know, I had written an entire different series That I was you know halfway through And different people that spoke to me And I prayed about it And I feel like God said Yeah, do the book of Acts So we did the book of Acts instead so, And I think maybe praying and listening And getting quiet before God More would actually help that And really understanding who the Spirit is More would help that as well
1: uh, yeah, I, I don't know how to kind of answer the question about conservative churches, but what comes to my mind is, like, the Exodus, and I've heard, like, a lot of conservative churches just kind of gloss over what happened in the Exodus mm-hmm. with the Holy Spirit, and then they just kind of go back to, and it's with us now, mm-hmm. Um So it's more. And they use it, not him. Yeah. Yeah. It's, they use it as this kind of nebulous force that allows us to be connected to God, but it doesn't seem like they ever want to touch it.
2: It's almost like Star Wars, right? The force gives you power and the Holy Spirit is this force. And it's like, it's, it, like we don't even assume that he has a will or a mind of his own God sent it's for me to use and no the Holy Spirit comes and he leads us like he led Jesus and he guides us and really I think our whole entire Christian experience is centered around the spirit and we don't even realize it
0: so if someone's watching this and they hear or in in your message you said you know it's about the indwelling of the Holy Spirit and there should be evidence of that. And so what if someone doesn't feel that there is evidence or... I mean, I think of that and I think, man, God's, if God's living in me, which mm-hmm. I believe He is, like, shouldn't it be radically different in, in my day-to-day? In but that
2: could be just because of how so many people have tried to define what that looks like. You know, a God's Spirit, you know, counselor, advocate, it's... John as a counselor doesn't go up to people, and he's not like, "Okay, I'm tired of your crap. Get off the couch, and I'm going to drag you over here and make you do." Because the Spirit leads us, He draws us, and I think that God knows. And and yes, and sometimes the Spirit does come and smack us over the head and wake us up. But many, most of the time, He leads us so we grow into becoming the kind of people that God intends for us to be. And I think it's that that leading. You know, you look in the Old Testament, you know, when when Elijah is doing, you know, running away and stuff, and he hides in the cave, and there's an earthquake, and there's fire, and there's this, and and all of a sudden God comes, and it's like a gentle whisper, it's a wind, wind, yeah, Uh, and and that's how he comes, and he goes, and then I went out and said, Lord, you know what, that's, I, I think, so often we think, you know, if God's living in me, then I'm going to part the seas and walk on the water and cast out the demons and do all that. And it'd be great if that happens. But I think God is more intent, more intent on the journey and the process, like the book of Acts, you know, Paul's life. It's, it's that journey and that process as he grows us because day, day by day. And so maybe some days you get up and you don't feel it. But we also understand that it's not about feeling. It's about the reality and the truth of what he's done.
1: Yeah, I really like that, um, bringing kind of the way our culture talks about the Spirit can be both helpful and not helpful. I I remember I used to struggle, like as I said at the start, like, is the Spirit in me? Mm-hmm. Um, am I in God's good graces? And I think that was because I didn't have a understanding of that. I was looking for this kind of radical transformation where I became a Christian. I was a Christian most of my life, but I, like, started to own it um, around college age. And I thought my life would look completely different. But lo and behold, like, I still struggled with the same things. Mm -hmm. I was still me. And so I was wrestling with, okay, like, what does this mean? Is God good? Is it here? And it really wasn't until probably six, seven years ago where I actually felt this, like, intense peace and i wouldn't call that like this big spiritual like thing but it was just everything was ordered and it felt in the right place and in that moment i was questioning god's goodness Mm -hmm. but this kind of quietness and peace just kind of it didn't come over me it was just like made aware and then i don't know i still like think back about that and it's not a feeling that I always have but it's just like this quiet peace and Mm -hmm. it is something that I take with me
2: there there are times where I'll be saying or writing or doing something I'm just like oh this is great and I just boom and it wasn't me yeah I know it's not I'm not that smart right it's it's what God's doing and so there there is something that goes beyond just Serene serenity now something that goes just beyond that it, it goes into you know the the deeper places of when we have passion for God's word when we get to places where we feel fed up with how we have been doing things for so long how we're just okay with our status quo and not actually fully devoting our lives to Him that's all the Spirit
0: kind of a concept that I don't think we have talked a lot about is worshiping the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And and so what what might that look like? Is that is is that songs of focused directly at the Holy Spirit, or or is there other aspects of life? I
1: haven't actually thought about what it looks like to worship the Spirit. Like when I think of the Spirit, I think of asking for like wisdom and peace and discernment. And those are things that I kind of meditate on. Um, I don't know if I've broken it up as worship of the Spirit, because in my mind, kind of, it's all all the same, the Father, Jesus, or, or the Spirit. Um, so I'm interested to see, like, after the series, how my thoughts kind of change about that.
2: Um, so the word worship, you know, comes from worth-ship. He, he's, he's worthy. And I think the best way to start worshiping Him is realizing that He is worthy. Mm. So we we ascribe worth to when he leads and guides. We listen. God, what do you want me to do here? And when we listen to the Spirit above over what we think, I think that's our worship of him as well. I think it really is going to come down to understanding that all the leading in our lives when we say, oh, Jesus, show me this. Well, it's the Spirit that shows us that. And it's listening and ascribing worth to what he says and who he is so our lives change in reference to who he is and that's worship when we start to begin to live our lives in places where we trust him when he calls us to do something day by day because he's worthy
0: and I think showing gratitude and and assigning contribution to and being thankful for uh, his work in our lives Um, wherever on the scale that we see it um, I think there's much to be
2: thankful for my last question was homework for this week. What we could do is take time, being still, knowing that he's God, and listening listening for his leading and guidance. And then as we listen, we begin to live out what he calls us to. You know, maybe there's that coworker that you always treat like dirt and you walk away feeling, I should really treat him better. Well listen to the Spirit this week and treat them better. You know, maybe there's that Roundabout that you drive through really bad and want to run everybody else off the road and God says, you should really start to drive better. Maybe we listen to Him this week when we actually start to drive better. You know, maybe that's, that could be our homework. Getting in places where we listen to the Spirit. If we walk away from a conversation or something takes place and we have a check in our spirit where we're burdened about it, maybe we stop and begin to listen and say, well, how could I have done that differently? It's over and done now. Do I need to apologize though? Or how do I do that differently next time? Actually thinking through it and listening. So that I think that could be some homework. And then talking to one another about it. Maybe there is something that comes up during the week and then you call or talk to one of your friends and you say, Hey, this is what God was doing to me this week and I never even realized it, but God's spirit is leading me. I just never listen.
1: I like the conversation piece. Um, you would Yeah, I, I like <laughs> I like sitting and, and listening. I I think really the only pragmatic homework is kind of as you said, just if something happens Give yourself permission to reflect back on it and, and sit and ask, okay, like, is this what God really wants from me? And you could just sit in that. You don't have to revise your actions.
0: So that's homework for you this week. Uh, spend time uh, reflecting, listening. Uh, I, I like that. Give, give yourself permission to, to stop and, and, and consider. I'd say give this Holy Spirit permission yeah. to to speak and, and ask him to, in moments of uncertainty, to, yeah. to speak and 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 be okay with with taking a minute and listening and see what happens and then talk to someone, sit and and share what what has happened and what God is doing. Uh, so that's it for this episode of Talking Element, where we are discussing the third wheel misunderstanding the Holy Spirit. Um, we'll see you again next week.
2: Okay. about these chairs john
1: dude i love these chairs like these are excellent therapy
2: chairs because they're because they're a little comfortable but after about an hour you need to get out because you're done
1: yeah it's like it's kind of like it's giving you a hug it's like this warm gentle embrace but like i've been sitting here for like 40 minutes i'm i'm ready to go now
2: See, <laughs> perfect right it's perfect <laughs> just sign out on the way out yeah go.
1: this is what i need here's your bill yeah